All right, hello and welcome to another episode of Douglasville Impact, our community podcast. And we have a, another good show coming at you this week where we have a fun special guest and some new faces on the podcast. So let's start off by just introducing everyone we've got on your screen or in your ear uh, right now. So joining us once again is Miss Haley Chapman. Hello. And joining us for the first time on the podcast uh, down here is our webmaster, Mr. Chris Dixon. Hello, everyone. Hey, Chris. Thanks for joining us. And join us in our special guest seat this week. Right down here is our fire chief, Chief Scott Spencer. Hello. Thanks for joining us today, Chief. We're going to talk about some fun stuff and fire department related stuff. And uh, Chief Spencer's got a lot of uh, information and stories from the community because, you know, he's been here and been involved forever. So uh, let's start off with a little bit of uh, local community news. So let's start off with Chris's list of things. What all, what all you got going on uh, over there, Mr. Dixon? Well, we have uh, our award-winning Parks and Recreation Department has done it yet again. And um, our Parks and Recreation Director, Travis Landrum, has won the Georgia Recreation and Parks Association Distinguished Professional Award for 2020, and that's a state-level recognition for the whole state of Georgia. He previously won the District 5 Distinguished Professional Award for the Parks Association, and the Northwest uh, portion of the state is covered by District 5, Douglas, Paulding, Cobb, Carroll, and some other counties in the Northwest portion of the state. So we're proud of Travis. Oh, yeah. That sounds, that sounds fair. Yeah, he does a good job over there. <laughs> he does. All right, and then elections. Um, I guess everybody's seen from social media and regular media that uh, voting is a very hot topic right now. And um, so I wanted to just bring you a little bit of information about what um, Douglas County is doing in the way of elections since they handle the elections for Douglas County and the city of Douglasville. The city has nothing on the uh, ballot this time in 2020, but um, if but you go to celebrate... there might city residents want to vote on this time, probably. Oh, well, I mean, city residents want to vote regardless, but yeah, there's <laughs> there are no city council positions or uh, things like that yeah. on the ballot, so... We're good this um, time, but... Yeah, um, if you go to CelebrateDouglasCounty.com, they've got a great uh, bunch of information there. Um, you can vote early. That started yesterday on the 12th of October. We'll run through the 30th, I believe, yeah, of October. And there are six locations throughout the county that you can vote. Um, they are listed on that site, the addresses and everything. Um, you can also vote on election day if you want to on november 3rd all the polling locations in the entire state of georgia will be open from seven to seven that day and then you have the option of mailing in a ballot and um, there is a drop box at the courthouse at the front entrance by the bike rack so if you want to do that you can do it or you can also bring it into the office on the first floor of the courthouse so Lots, Lots of, of interest in elections. Yeah, yeah and it was a, so they ha there was a large yesterday I guess as of, as of the filming as of a recording 
was the first day of the early voting. And I guess it was a good problem. There were lots of long lines because uh, lots mm -hmm. of people were turning out to vote, which that's a great people thing. coming out to vote is a good thing. Uh, but yes. yeah, there were some long lines all around the state, uh, everywhere. Uh, so the county did add an additional uh, advanced voting location yesterday. Uh, the um, uh, the senior center, Woody Fight, Woody Fight Senior Center is is has been added as a an additional advanced voting uh, polling location as well. So That's you know they right. they saw the crowds. You know the crowds are a good thing. We you know especially when you're talking voting. Crowds are, you know, you want to see as many people as possible getting out and vote. So that's Absolutely. that's awesome to you see. You know, when so. I hear stuff like, what, 40, 50 percent of, of Americans vote in an election, that's terrible. We need to do way better yeah. than that. And yeah. Looks like we might be now. So make your voice heard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the census. We uh, have Speaking the census. Speaking of making your voice heard. <laughs> <laughs> the census is still going on until October 31st. And you can fill it out by going to 2020census.gov, or they also have a phone number that you can call, 844-990-2020. And they will have people visit your residence if, uh, if you don't fill it out. I guess that's still going on. Um, but it's very, very, very important to, to fill out the census because... There's lots of federal money that gets doled out to cities and counties, and by golly, we want our share here in Douglas <laughs> County and Douglasville. So, <laughs> yeah, and just to determine how to to best serve the community, we need to know the numbers. Uh -huh. I mean, you know, that's how that's where we get our population data. That's where we get our mm -hmm. uh, our everything. And we've been talking about it what seems like forever. Uh, we've been talking about the census. And they've extended it just a little bit because I think COVID did has slowed down the reporting just a little bit. So they've, they've given us just a little bit more time. Uh, so we've said it before. We'll say it again. It is super, super, super easy to go online and fill mm -hmm. this out. Uh, it takes all of a couple of minutes. Uh, they're not intrusive questions. They're very basic questions. No. We just need to get a head count for the most part of who all's here because it affects every single thing that we do services that get provided, like you said, money that comes into our community from uh, state and federal stuff, they look at the numbers and just mm -hmm. how we deliver everything. We, we you know, we waters, everything from water to, to community services, you know, we've had everybody that we have on as a special guest, it seems like, is impacted by those numbers. So today, we got the chief here talking about fire service. Fire service for our community, you guys need to know how many people we got out there, right? Absolutely. So every... Everything that we do is uh, impacted by those numbers and those counts, and it really helps us. You know, when we're talking development, we're talking uh, bringing new development and stuff in. We need to know how many people are here. You know, we, we hear people say, "Hey, we want a Costco, we want a Whole Foods, we want you know this, that, or the other." That's that's what we use for that as well. So it's yep. important important numbers to get. Super easy to fill out. Go to the website. Two minutes. You can probably f complete the whole thing very basic questions you know just you know how many people are here you know it's, it's very very yep. easy to do so if you haven't done it already we encourage you to go out and do that super easy what what is the website they go to to do that 2020census.gov there's also Pretty if you go there there's a phone number there's all kinds of other information and that is going to go through october 31st now and if, in case anyone's interested, uh, as of October the 5th, 
in the entire United States, the census has accounted for 99.7 of all the housing units in the United States. Nice. So the response has been pretty good, better than 2010 when it was 99.6%. <laughs> so we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting so, there. Absolutely. So excellent. All right. And then on October 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., the Douglasville Police Department will have, uh, I think they do this a couple of times a year, but it's a pill take back day is what they call it. It's going to be at the Public Safety Complex, 2083 Fairburn Road. And you can bring any unused or expired medication and drop it off there. No questions asked. You don't have to show any ID. There are no forms to fill out. You just simply drop your medicine off and you will receive a free gift, according to the PD. Yeah, that's something they partner with the DEA, I think, actually, and put on. Um, and they do it a, a couple of times a year. And it's just a lot of people just have old expired drugs kind of sitting around that they don't need to be taking that are kind of filling up their medicine cabinets and stuff that they've forgotten about. But they also, you know, when they're out there, there's a risk of, you know, kids getting a hold of it or, you know, something like that. So we're just it's a safety measure. Just, you know, any of those things to help keep them out of the hands of people who shouldn't have them or, you know, they're not safe to get there. You know, just yeah. clear it out. Keep it safe. You know. Uh, better safe than sorry. So there's an opportunity to go and dispose of it properly and get rid of it. So, yeah. Absolutely. And you can contact Sergeant Shannon Dean uh, for more information on that. You can find her contact information on our website, which is... Um, what is that web address there? What, what is the web addiction? address? <laughs> Douglasville. <laughs> I, I know. I'm just teasing. <laughs> DouglasvilleGA.gov. <laughs> Excellent. So <laughs> definitely go there, get the information you need. DougSoulGA.gov. Okay, got it. <laughs> Is that everything for our news area? <laughs> well, I did wear my Falcon shirt today since uh, the Falcons are in the news so much this week. So they do just tend to, to be honor them a little bit. <laughs> they need some good news at Whatever this point. Whatever help they can get at this point. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so moving on from the Falcons, let's talk about some good news and some fun stuff. Aww. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, what's going on on the, on, the, on the happier side of stuff, Haley? What have we got coming up on the fun <laughs> side of things? <laughs> well, on uh, Halloween, we are hosting our Honkoween event. It's a drive-boo event that is, again, on Halloween Saturday this year. From 12 p.m. to 2 p.m., uh, vendors and city departments will distribute candy to tr tr trick-or-treaters uh, in a COVID-safe environment. So we do ask that attendees do stay in their car. We do ask that masks are worn. This is a family-friendly event, and it's an, a great alternative from uh, traditional door-to-door trick-or-treating. Uh, we do encourage families to dress up, decorate your vehicle, and ooh and ah over the vendor decorations. Uh, our own department, the community relations department, will be out there. So I'm very excited for you all to to come out and see what theme we're doing for our for our booth. And you will be able to vote actually on each booth, and there'll be a winner. So you'll get a QR code at the very beginning, and that way you can scan the QR code and go vote. You know, no 
no pressure, you know, but uh, I think our booth will be really amazing. So, yeah. We're really excited Best about the, overall. Yeah, the drive <laughs> boo event. And, um, so, yeah, so it's like a reverse trunk or treat type thing. Instead of actually yeah. going, getting out and walking from car to car, you just take your car and drive through and we give you some candy in a mm-hmm. nice, safe way. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I, I love that the departments and, and stuff are coming up with these new ideas and new ways to still have some, some connectivity with the, with the community and offer these things in a safe way. Um, there's some ways to do it and still have fun. So I'm yeah. really excited about that one. I think that's going to be a really fun event. So. Oh, de- most definitely. I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, also on our, our positive news, the city of Douglasville is partnering again with the American Red Cross to host several blood drives coming up. The first one will be on October 22nd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Then there will be additional ones on November 3rd. 11.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. and November 19th, 10.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. And all of those will be at Hunter Park. So just in case you can't remember, the dates and the times will be on the City of Douglasville Facebook page and our website, douglasvillega.gov. She knows the web address, Chris. <laughs> Fresh in the memory. <laughs> Excellent. What else? Well, speaking of amazing services that we're offering, the Douglasville Police Department is offering another free food drive through distribution event. This is in conjunction with the Atlanta Community Food Bank. This one is on October 27th. It's starting at 12.30 p.m. at the Police Department at 2083 Fairburn Road. And like the last one, all you need to do is drive up and the food, which is one box per family, will be placed in either your trunk or your back seat. It is first come, first serve basis, so make sure you're there early. It's just a really great way to offer those, uh, you know, suffered families in need, and it's safe and easy. Yeah, that's awesome. They mm-hmm. had a great turnout at the last one, so it's it's really good oh, yeah. to do another one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very nice. And last but not least, the city of Douglasville is partnering with the Unified Standards in the Georgia Chamber of Commerce to provide businesses in the city of Douglasville limit with training opportunities to stay updated on COVID-19 safety measures. So any interested businesses within the city limits just need to visit visitdouglasville.com and fill out an interest form to learn more. Excellent. So, yeah, that's our, our Convention of Visitors Bureau is working with uh, the Chamber and everybody to make sure our local businesses have everything they need to still operate, still function, still deliver services and do it safe. So we're working within the COVID environment to still keep everything going. I'm just glad, yeah. I mean, whatever they need to do to get everything open, yeah, and safe and still be safe. So, yeah, that's the important part. So uh it's great that they're putting those options out there to make sure everybody knows what to do and and uh keep everybody safe and healthy awesome is that everything we got on the fun train this week that is it (laughs) okay cool so yeah do do follow our facebook page and and the website and stuff to to find out about all of those things uh news uh fun stuff uh and any new stuff that might pop up so new stuff does pop up occasionally even between shows so check that out so Let's go ahead and uh, we got Chief Spence sitting down there and uh, let's talk with uh, the Chief a little bit about, well, about you. 
uh, <laughs> chief. So you've been our fire chief for a little bit now, but you've been uh, a member of the community forever, you know, you've, right? You've been here forever, and you've been with the fire department, what also seems like forever, right? So how long have you been with our Douglas County Fire Department exactly? Uh, I have been with our department for 44 years. 44 that, years. Yeah, that includes a year of volunteer time down at Lithia Springs. Uh, and then when I graduated from high school, uh, I was hired as a firefighter in 1977 and have been there ever since. So, wow. 40, so they were recruiting, recruiting volunteers at the elementary school level at that point. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm making any assumptions. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> back when I started, I had more hair and it was much darker, but, <laughs> but so. it, it's been a, a truly wonderful experience for me. I, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Absolutely. So 44 years. That's, that's amazing. So in, in all of that time, uh, probably nothing's really changed. So, <laughs> uh, what is the biggest change you've seen in 44 years with, with the Douglas County Fire Department? Well, we've had quite a number of changes, actually. Uh, when, when I first came on, uh, we actually still had firefighters that were riding the tailboards of the fire trucks, uh, to get to calls. Uh, yeah. Now we have fully enclosed cabs. Everybody has a seat. Everybody's seat belted in. Um, you know, j just the safety aspect of it uh, has increased tremendously over the, the years. Uh, so that's something we're really proud of. Uh, we, we've tried to keep up with technology. Uh, there are things that were unheard of when, when I first came on board. Um, now they're, they're commonplace. Uh, Every one of our fire trucks now has a, a thermal imaging camera, uh, which allows our firefighters to see through smoke uh, to, you know, to locate victims. And, and uh, so that's just, it's amazing. Uh, some of the things that, that we've, we've seen uh, as, as the fire service has progressed and become the profession that it is today. And there's a lot of things you guys cover. So when you when you think the fire department, you obviously think about, you know, if there's a house fire or something like that, you guys are calling out. But you guys do general emergency response as well. If there's a car accident and things like that, you know, you've got emergency response teams that go out as well, right? Yeah, abs uh, absolutely, uh, Jason. Uh, about 80% of our calls are non-fire calls. Yeah. Uh, they are medical calls, uh, hazmat calls, uh, fire alarms off. Uh, different things like that. But about 80% of our calls uh, are, are medical calls. Uh, that's something that we're very proud of in, in Douglas County. Uh, the fire department also has seven advanced life support ambulances that we operate. And for mm -hmm. a county our size, that's, that's, that's great. Uh, our guys are busy. We, we run this year, we're on target to hit about 20,000 calls. Oh. Uh, so that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a bunch of calls. That's a lot of calls. <laughs> yeah, and you guys, you guys have those those fully equipped trucks. So when you pull up, you can deal with whatever is on site. And that's where you know if you got to, if you need like a car accident, you know we think about when you guys come out and you got to cut somebody out of a car for some reason. And uh, what was always really impressive to me was the little, you know, little pillows you guys have that you can inflate and lift a car up. You know, if it's on top of something, you got you guys have a lot of equipment to make sure that when you arrive. You can handle whatever pops up on you, right? Um, you're, you're right. We uh, 
we try to equip all of our trucks, uh, you know, the same so, so that we can, can take care of any emergency we have to respond to. We do have some specialty units, though. Uh, in our downtown fire station, uh, we have uh, a unit we call Squad 10, and that squad is our heavy rescue truck, uh, and it has uh, a lot of the, the airbags you're talking about, uh, the extrication equipment, uh, and they respond to all uh, accidents where somebody's pinned in the car. They respond to all structure fires, so uh, they do a great job for us. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's something that people maybe don't think about a lot is, like I said, I think people think of the fire department and I think they think about the fire trucks rolling out to a structure on fire somewhere, pulling out the hoses and not so much about, you know, car accidents and uh, things like that where there's just an emergency response, medical emergency type situations uh, as well. So everything from the big accidents that you may see like out on the interstate and we've got a, we've got a huge interstate running through our community. So there's a lot of accidents. So we've, we've been out on site of a couple of pretty bad accidents out on I-20. And you guys are there with multiple trucks, you know, dealing with, you know, multiple cars, you know, and, and things like that. So uh, there's there's more than just fire to it, right? How, how much – you guys see a lot of stuff, actually. How much, how much of the I-20 uh, in, impacts your services? Uh, do you see a lot of those calls out on the interstate? Uh, yes, we we we, sh- we sure do. It's uh, I twenty is you know the major thoroughfare east and west. Uh, yeah. So pretty much anything and everything that could be transported by truck goes up and down I twenty. So mm-hmm. we have to be prepared for that. Uh, and of course the the accidents. Uh, uh, about a year ago now, uh, one of our ladder trucks was actually blocking uh, one of the lanes. Uh, while we were working a car accident, uh, and it was struck by a tractor trailer truck. Oh, wow. So, uh, and, and it hit <clears throat> our ladder truck, but uh, mm-hmm. luckily, no one, n- none of our people were injured uh, because we had that truck sitting there. So, so there's some hazards that, that our guys have to deal with that we've had to adapt, uh, that we've mm-hmm. learned over the years. Uh, and uh, so, so that, that particular incident, uh, you know, I, I feel very comfortable. Uh, probably saved five or six lives because yeah. if, uh, if we would not have had that truck there, uh, the the tractor trailer truck probably would have plowed into the the scene we were working, and we would have had some fatalities there. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, I twenty is a uh, it's a blessing and a curse. Uh, you know. Yeah. It, oh, absolutely. Have we had that interstate, but uh, it is a curse uh, for some of the things that happen on I twenty. So yeah, we're thankful as a community that you guys are there to to constantly show up when when there's a need. And, and like you said, it's a life saving job. You know, we, you guys are our first responders out there with the PD and the sheriff's department uh, when things go bad. So as a community, we 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 appreciate you. We ho- we hopefully you hear that from the community that you know there's there's never a question when there's a need uh, that you guys are there. And hopefully we as a community support you guys as well and um, all that you do. So we do hear that and, and we, we certainly appreciate it. I, I can't say enough about the, the, the men and women of our department. Uh, they are our, our true heroes. We, we don't like to use that word a lot, but they really are. Uh, uh, especially with this COVID uh, pandemic we've been going through that they have been 
just spectacular in the way they've responded. Uh, we've had to change our policies, our procedures, the way we operate. Uh, and, and early on, we were doing that like every other day. There was a new policy or procedure they had to learn or follow. And th they have been absolutely phenomenal doing what what, what they do. Uh, yeah. we, we like to think of ourselves as uh, when you call the fire department, that's who you call when you don't know who to call. Uh, so, so we kind of bill ourselves as we're problem solvers. We'll figure out a way to take care of the problem. So, yeah, and our guys are are really, really great at that. That's awesome. Yeah, and and that's a good point because a lot of times something happens and you you're not sure how how big of an emergency is this, you know, uh, and who do I call? Do I call the PD? Do I call the sheriffs? Do I call the fire department? Uh, and what we always tell people is, no matter what you got going on. Uh, and, and this is what the police chief tells us as well. Call 911 because th they know who to call. <laughs> so no matter what it is, call 911. The guys over at the emergency response, they'll figure out who to call for you. <laughs> and, 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 you know, that, that's, a, that's a great point, Jason. We're, we really are a true team in this county and city. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've got each other's back, and, and, and that's uh, – every community can't say that. Uh, but, but I'm very proud of Douglasville, Douglas County, uh, our sheriff's office, our PD, fire, our emergency management. We all work together, and it, it's it's seamless. It really is. Uh, you know, uh, we don't we don't see city boundaries and county boundaries. Uh, we're all here to help people, and that's uh, that that that's why this job is so great and has been for for 44 years. Uh, you know, we get the opportunity to help somebody every single day we come to work. So, yeah. And that's, what's good about the way, uh, the organization is, is set up with, uh, the city, the police department, the county sheriff's department, the fire department, emergency response, emergency management, uh, that it's all, they're all separate departments, but they all work together because you almost have to, because you're all responding to a scene, depending on what it is and where it is. There's no question of all oh, that's, that's your jurisdiction. That's my jurisdiction. That's somebody else's job. Uh, it's, it's, every, it's all, it's everybody's job and everybody shows up and once you get there and you fix the problem and you figure out who needs to do what. Um, so it's, that's a, I don't think all communities have that. So it's, it's lucky that we have, you know, all the different departments that work together so well. Um, well, and, and like you said before, uh, if you'll just pick up the phone and call that 911 number and, and they're, they're partners as well, you know, they, that they do a phenomenal job that they answer, you know, literally thousands and thousands of calls each year yeah. Uh, yeah everything from the i'm having a baby to my water's overflowing in my bathtub what i do uh, and they figure out who to send it to and then you know we take care of that problem so uh 911 is a, a, a integral part of, of the emergency services here in the county absolutely yeah we push that one a lot that's that's what the police chief that's what chief sparks tells us to tell people you know if you got anything comes up, you know, even if you're just suspicious about something, you know, they push the, the see something, say something uh, campaign a lot as well. If you see something that just makes you feel weird, you know, you've got something that's out of the ordinary that you've got a bad feeling about, you know, it doesn't hurt to call, you know, and that's where they want you to call just to report something, you know, um, that's the central point for everything. So, um, so like you said, you've been around, uh, quite a little while, but, and, and right now you guys, so you, we have a service delivery agreement. You technically are under the County, but you de deliver fire services for the city and the County. There was, there was a time when that wasn't the case, right? So the city actually had its own standalone fire department at one point, right? It sure did. 
back in 1986, uh, the city and county governments decided uh, that it would be advantageous to both governments to combine the two departments. So uh, the, the city department was folded into the county uh, and we became the Douglas County Fire Department uh, back in 1986. And uh, we've just been rocking along ever since. <laughs> so, so were you with the city department at that time? No, I, I've You're, always been with the county. You're always with the county department. Right. Okay. And uh, then uh, uh, when when the uh, consolidation happened, uh, you know, there were two city fire stations, the, the one in downtown and then uh, the one over on the north side of the tracks mm -hmm. on Dallas Highway. Uh, so those became county <clears throat> stations. And uh, it, it's kind of funny because uh, when we had a city fire department, uh, that was station one and station two for the city. Uh, well, the county also had a station one and a station two. So when the merger happened, we, we had to, to uh, renumber those stations. So we have a, they became 10 and 11. Uh, so currently we have 10 fire stations in the county, but we have a station 11. So people say, well, so somebody can't. <laughs> No, we, we can actually count. We don't have a, we don't have a station. Isn't required. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, our, our, our fire station nine uh, will be the one down on Douglas Hill Road when it's constructed. And it's uh, it's scheduled in this this splash that we're under now. So, yeah, whomever the next fire chief is will, will be responsible for that fire station. Uh <laughs> We've done some, uh, some preliminary design work on it, but, uh, you know, I, I won't be here for, for that one to be built. Uh, and so, and you mentioned, so that's programmed as part of the current SPLOS that we're in. Okay. Yeah. And I know we did some, there were, Station 10 got a big renovation uh, at one point, uh, Station 11. Actually, um, the, uh, the, the city uh, rebuilt Station 10, uh, and it moved, oh, about... 400 feet across the street. Right. Uh, it, it's a beautiful station. Uh, and uh, we're, we're the, the city built that. Uh, and then we have done some renovations to Station 11 over uh, north side of the tracks. Yeah, they're both very nice looking stations. Yeah, because the previous fire station was across the street diagonally where I guess currently where now our public services has just moved into, I believe. Um, it was our old court it was a court at one point. It was city hall at one point, And then the downstairs in the back has the, the garage bay doors, right? That's where the station was. Yes. We affectionately called that the dungeon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's been a lot of different things. We've had parks vehicles over there at one point. I think uh, we went through the, the, the police uh, Academy thing at one point, And I think they had their crime scene investigation labs in those, in those bays at one point before the new police facility was built. So <laughs> We've worked a lot of things through those buildings. So, <laughs> so you mentioned the next fire chief coming up because, uh, as we talked about how long you've been with the county, uh, you are getting ready to uh, happily retire, I guess, right? <laughs> yes, uh, November 1st. Uh, November 1. November 1. So uh, it, I've been very blessed and very fortunate to uh, spend my entire career here. Uh, 
I'm, I'm very thankful to the citizens and, and to the, the men and women of our department that, that have supported me and and our department. Uh, nobody gets through this life by themselves. Uh, and uh, I've had lots of mentors. I've had lots of friends. I've had lots of coworkers. Uh, and I treasure those friendships and, and acquaintances. Uh, I've just been, like I say, tr- truly blessed. Absolutely. That's an impressive. So, so you've been with the department for 44 years. How long have you been the chief? Uh, I was appointed chief in 1998. 1998. That's that. And that in itself is. That's yeah. The the average tenure of a fire chief in Georgia is between three and five years. So yeah, I'm definitely an anomaly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, many people will probably agree and tell you. Even so, even as chief, you've been through a number of mayor and councils, a number of different police chiefs, a number of different sheriffs, a number of different county commission chairs and commission boards. Uh, a lot of uh, officials have come and gone, and you've you've been a mainstay. So that that is impressive. Well, <laughs> I didn't realize it at the time, but as I look back, yeah, I, I guess that is pretty impressive. But uh, but, but again, you know, uh, Jason, I think if uh, my mindset's always been that we're here for the citizens, uh, and it doesn't matter who gets credit. Mm-hmm. Let's just do our job and 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 take care of the, the people because that's what we're here to do. So yeah. that's always kind of been my my motto, and that's the way I've kind of operated. So uh, it, it worked well for me for the for all those years. And that I think that definitely has a lot to do with probably why you've been here so long and 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 stuff because you you are focused on keeping the community safe and doing the job and the, the citizens come first and serving the citizens and serving the community and uh, not getting involved you know that's that's and that's that's we're at the point where all of our departments have that kind of motto as well you know the sheriff and the the police chief as well they're working together you know to be one with the community that's the police chief's motto and to serve the community and keep them safe so everybody's on that same uh kind of mindset to serve the community and keep the community safe that's the number one goal and to work with the community to make sure everybody's taken care of so it's a good place to be especially this year when we're talking about all these politics and stuff and elections and things like that you guys don't get bogged down in that kind of stuff. You guys are focused on keeping the community safe, doing the job, and making sure the citizens are taken care of. So that's awesome. Well, just know that we as citizens, uh, and I don't think I'm out of line speaking for everyone in the community, uh, we appreciate all of your years of service and the, the continuity that you brought to the uh, fire department and to the community and, and just making people feel safe. You know, we know that we've always got a constant in the fire department and they're always going to be there when something, when a, when a call goes out, you guys are going to be there. There's never a question when you pick up the phone and you call uh, for an emergency, whether you guys are going to show up or not. You guys are there. So we, we appreciate the influence that you've been in the community. Uh, we have confidence that you're probably not going away too much, right? You're <laughs> oh no, no, I'll still be, I'll still be living here. <laughs> we'll still see you around. So oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you again for obviously for all of your years of service and everything that you have done for our community. Uh, I think you are a pillar of the community and probably responsible for a lot of what we are as a community. So we want to thank you for that. And just thank you for coming and hanging out with us today as well. Uh, Is there anything you would like to close with? And as you close and as you get ready to retire, is there anything you'd like to say to the community? 
Uh, well, just again, my, my heartfelt thanks uh, for the support that, that the community has shown us, the fire department, me specifically as the fire chief. Uh, I want to thank my family uh, because uh, they have been, you know, it, it's not just me. They, they have to put up with the with the late night calls and the uh, when you come home and you're not in such good mood and all that. So uh, my, my family, uh, I, I want to thank them. Uh, and I just uh, appreciate the opportunities I've been given and uh, uh, on to the next chapter. And we'll, we'll see what, what the good Lord's got in store for us now. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And thank you. So thank you for that. Thank you again for joining us and uh, talking to us a little bit about your time with uh, the, the fire department and our community. And uh, we look forward to seeing you around in a more relaxed setting so you can not worry about all the stresses. You can just spend the time with the family and not worry about the late night calls and just uh, enjoy retirement. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for joining us, Chief. Thank you, Haley and Chris. And thank everyone for listening and watching this week. And we will see you next time on Douglasville Impact. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take care.